0: Some of you may remember that last week we were in verse number 4. I just want to touch on that very quickly to remind us of what we dealt with. There Solomon explained that in this life there will always be excuses available to keep us from doing what we know needs to be done. He simply said, if you observe or you give your attention to the wind, you shall not sow, and he that regardeth or again giveth the attention to the clouds shall not reap. And so basically what Solomon was saying was this. Put away the excuses and just do what needs to be done. And that principle needs to be applied in really every area of our lives. Whenever something needs to be done, don't look for excuses. Don't look for reasons why it can't be done. Just get up, just do it, just accomplish it. And in the end, you will be glad that you did. This morning, we're moving on. We're going to look at a couple of verses of Scripture. As we do, I'm going to share a story in just a couple of moments. But I want to say this. And I know that most of you understand this, and I know that most of you are okay with this, but I'm going to say it uh, just so that we're all on the same page, and that is this, is that sometimes the Scripture that we look at, it is just a very practical truth that we need to be reminded of. I think all Scripture can and should be relevant to us, but sometimes it's so practical that some people may say, well, I mean, Why did you tell us that? Because even though it's practical, sometimes we need to be reminded of it, and so today's message is going to be very practical, it's going to be really, by the time we conclude, it's going to be very simple, but it is something that so many people need to be reminded of, myself included. So with that in mind, I want to share a story about an individual that I have a personal relationship with that is someone that you do not know because they have never been to this area, and I am quite confident you have never been to their home, but this individual that I'd like to speak of this morning for just a moment is now approaching the age of 80 years of age, okay? So I think most of us would agree that that's a pretty good stretch for life, it's a pretty good uh, number of days and as this person is approaching the age of 80, it is understandable that they have slowed down a little bit, that they don't have the energy that they once had. They don't have the, 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 the spunk for life, so to speak, in, in ways that they once did. And, and so now a big day or a big trip would consist of something like this, making it to the grocery store and getting back home. It might be that uh, a big day for them is going to the mall and walking around for a little bit or or maybe going out to eat with someone who might pick them up. So that is what a big day would look like for them. And, 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 you know, as they've transitioned into this stage of life, what they enjoy doing is watching the news and surfing the Internet. That's what they enjoy doing. Now, in and of itself, there is nothing wrong with these things, especially at this age of life. But I trust that today we would also agree with this, that that is not the most productive of ways in which to spend your days. You know, if you wake up in the morning and what your day consists of is, well, getting up and going to the computer and then watching the news for the next several hours, only to go back to the computer and then eventually make your way to bed that evening, that's really not the most productive way in which to spend your days. And again, not trying to be rude, not trying to be offensive toward this person in my life. I I, I would also say this, that not only is it not the most productive manner and not only is it the most uh, fulfilling approach to life, In a sense, it is almost able to be said that the days are wasted because of what is no longer able to be accomplished. Because there's not the strength and the ability to go out and do what they once did, you could almost say, that's a wasted day. Now, if they can't help it, they can't help it. But that is really the truth of the matter it's just kind of a wasted day somebody says well you shouldn't say that well we'll look at scripture in just a moment and that might even help justify why i'm saying what i'm saying but there's something else i'd like to share with you about this individual that probably you know someone who sounds much like the person i'm talking about and that is this Long before this person reached the age of 80, they became this way in their manner of life. As quickly as they could, they stopped working. They stopped really in so many ways contributing to society. And this is a person who, for lack of better words, has enjoyed every ache and every pain they've known. It's almost like a sense of excitement, like, I'm not feeling good today. Isn't that wonderful? And it's been going on this way for years. It's, it's as though they've enjoyed being at home. It's as though they've enjoyed just barely being able to get up and go to, to the computer or to the TV or whatever it may be. It, it's almost as though they have enjoyed this unproductive life where they have wasted their days because there was a season where the strength and the energy was available, but they simply did not want to take advantage of it. For them, they would rather do nothing, accomplish nothing, have no real purpose or ambition in life. They were satisfied with that, And now they have no other option but to live that kind of life. And I'm just going to present this thought real quick and we'll come back to it in a few moments, but I want us to think about this truth and this thought and that would be, that is no way to live life. That's just no way to live life. Where essentially and where honestly, if we were just being truthful and 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 maybe even somewhat abrasive in our approach, we would say that is no way to live life because by most standards that is a wasted life. So as we think about that, we're going to be this morning, as I said a few moments ago, and just a couple of verses of scripture that honestly there are differing thoughts associated with it, there are different, approaches to it and i'm going to share with you what i believe to be a very valid one by way of approach and application so notice in verse number seven what solomon says he said truly the light is sweet truly the light is sweet now whenever solomon uses the word truly what does that mean well it means this he is telling us the truth he is telling something that is actual. He is telling us something that is fact. This is not just some theory. This is not just some hypothesis. This is not just something that maybe he's come up with, come up with on his own. This is something that is truth, and this is something that can be verified. So what is it that he says is true? Well, he said this, that the light is sweet. That the light is sweet. So what does it mean whenever he says that light is sweet? Well, light can be a reference to many different things, but one of the things that it is a reference to is this, the light of life. All right? The light of life. And so it seems as though Solomon is talking about one's life, one's days spent on this earth, and the light of the person's life, he said in verse number 7, it is sweet. So what does it mean whenever he says that it is sweet? Well, it means this that it is pleasing or it is delightful. So the light of life, it is something that is sweet, it is something that is pleasing, it is something that is delightful, And I don't know about you, but here is what I would say to the words of Solomon. I would say, Amen. Solomon, you are exactly right. Living life is sweet and it is delightful and it is something that is pleasing. Would you agree? That it is enjoyable and it is delightful and it is something that is pleasing for you and I to be able to enjoy this light of life. He goes on to say in verse number 7 that it is a pleasant thing or in a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun for the eyes to behold the sun so he says it is a pleasant thing again this is something that is enjoyable or it is something that is in pleasing, or it is something that is pleasing so what does it mean then to behold the sun well the idea is this is that it is pleasing enjoyable delightful to do something of this nature to watch the rising of the sun or to watch the setting of the sun now again there may be some who would disagree with me on this but i would say Again, to the words of Solomon, I agree with you. Amen. It is a wonderful thing. I don't always enjoy waking up before the sun rises, even though that's how most of my days start, like it would be true of you. But here's what I would say. I enjoy waking up before the sun rises. I enjoy getting an early start on the day. I enjoy being up and out and about whenever the sun is beginning to rise. And here's what I enjoy. I enjoy having a purpose in life. I enjoy getting up in the morning knowing that I've got something to do. For me, that is sweet. For me, that is delightful. For me, that is pleasing. For me to know that I'm going to get up this morning if everything goes as planned and I'm going to go to work, I'm going to get things accomplished, I'm going to fatigue my body so that whenever I sit down at night and the sun begins to set and my body is tired from the activity of the day, I find that to be pleasing and quite rewarding. I enjoy having a reason to wake up each day. And I trust that most of you do as well for your own lives. It is sweet, it is pleasing, it is enjoyable to know that I did something today, that I accomplished something, that I invested in someone Whatever it may be, I am thankful that my life did not consist of waking up, stumbling into the computer room, looking on Facebook for a few hours, only to watch the news, only to stumble back to bed that evening. I am thankful that there is more productivity out of my life than that. Somebody says, well, Brother Kyle, why would you think that Solomon is talking about life and the light of life and beholding the sun, the sunrises, the sunsets, and things of that nature. Well, notice in verse number 8 what Solomon said. He said, but if a man live many years and rejoice in them all. So he's talking about a person's life. He said, suppose for just a moment if a man should live many years and rejoice in every one of them. What what does that mean? It means this. He enjoys them. Suppose for just a moment that if a person is able to live 60, 70, 80 years, and they are able to enjoy all of them. Notice what he said next. Let or yet let him remember The days of darkness. Yet let him remember the days of darkness. Whenever Solomon speaks of darkness, whenever he speaks of these days of darkness, what is he talking about? Well, some are of the mindset that he is talking about the days of death, and again, there is some validity to that, possibly, but it also means this for there to be days of obscurity. Solomon said, let him remember, let him dwell upon, let him think about, let him be mindful of the days of darkness or the days of obscurity. What does it mean whenever the word obscurity is used? It means this, the the days of unimportance or even the days of being unknown. See, if you think about that individual that I spoke of in the opening of the sermon, here is what has happened. As they have aged and as they have kind of faded from the the public aspect of life, here is what has happened. And again, I'm not trying to sound harsh whenever I say this, but as they have faded from the public life, here is what has happened. They have become unimportant because they are now unknown to the society they were once a part of. They are no longer contributors. They are no longer adding to the the, the picture around them. And so what Solomon said in verse number 8 is this. If a man live many years and rejoice or enjoy all of them, he said, yet let him remember or be mindful of the days of darkness. What are you trying to say, Solomon? Well... In part, he's trying to say this, and he's trying to communicate this, that in every person's life, here is what you will reach. The days of obscurity. The days where you are basically unknown. And as a result of being unknown because of your obscurity, For lack of better words, there is a lack of importance then to what is contributed by your life. And so notice what he said of the darkness. He said this, For they shall be many. For they shall be many. Solomon, what do you mean by that? Well, the days of darkness will not typically or generally be few. There will be many days of darkness or of obscurity where you are unknown and unimportant." You realize, don't you, that this is going to happen to every one of us? (laughs) It's going to happen to every one of us in one form or another. For what reason? Because no matter how long we get to live, There is going to come a day when the age catches up with us, when the years catch up with us, and we'll not be able to do all the things we were able to do in the past. Okay, so these days of darkness, these days of obscurity, these days of, of really where there's very little uh, known of the individual and, and really so much of what the person does is unimportant, he says you, you need to remember that, that days of darkness are coming. And he said in the last part of verse number 8, all that cometh, all that is in the future is vanity. What does it mean for it to be vanity? It means this, for it to be pointless, for it to be uh, empty for there to be not much substance to it. it. It's like a fog or like a smoke, which, again, there's not a lot of substance to that. And so what is he saying? He's saying this, listen, that with what cometh in the future, it's going to be vanity or it's going to be empty. There will not be a lot to that by way of substance. And so if you consider the words of Solomon in verses 7 and 8 as kind of paraphrased, here is what you would have that it is a delightful, pleasing thing to enjoy the light of life. It is also a pleasant thing for our eyes to behold the sun, to watch the sun rise, to watch the sun set, to experience everything that takes place between those moments in the day, to have a sense of purpose, to have a sense of accomplishment about yourself. But he said this, Even if a man lives many years and they rejoice in them all, they need to remember, darkness is coming. And the days of that darkness will be many. And the productivity or the profit of those days of darkness, generally speaking, it will be minimal and it will lack substance. Now, we may not like to admit that, but I'm just going to say this again one more time. That is true. And I don't know about you, but days of darkness or days of obscurity, it's not really anything that excites me or thrills me or gives me something to look forward to. Maybe you're different. Maybe you like the idea. But I'm just saying it's not something that really thrills me or excites me. And here's why I'm saying this, all right? And just see if this will make sense in a moment, all right? Have you ever been to a place like an assisted living center? Have you, have you ever been to someplace like that? Uh, most of you know that my grandparents spent the final years of their lives in assisted living. And, and that's where they were able to live out their days. And and that's where able, they were able to... to their lives to come to a close. And and I was thankful that they had a place like that to be in, but every time I went and visited them, you know what I could not help but be reminded of? This is kind of a stinky way to go. You know, when your biggest highlight of the day is bingo and gathering down at the dining room with some people that may or may not even know you're there, That's not the most exciting way to close out your days. Whenever I go and I visit people in the nursing home from time to time and If you've been there, you know that I'm telling you the truth. You know that you see people just sitting around in wheelchairs that have been pushed to wherever it is they're at. Many times they don't know where they're at or what they're doing or anything of that nature. I don't know about you, but whenever I leave those visits, I don't leave and think, man, I can't wait to reach this point. Those are days of darkness. It's days of obscurity. It's days where people have kind of, for lack of better words, have just been institutionalized over here and, and just go over here and exist until your days come to a close. And, and they're really not important to very many people. and They're not contributing. And, and really, what they are doing with their life, it is vanity. It is vain. There's not much substance to it. you don't ever do this, I'd encourage you to do this. Go visit a shut-in. Someone who's not able to get out anymore. Someone who's not able to drive. Someone who's not able really even to leave the, the boundaries of their own front or back door. For them just to be accomplishment again is, is maybe to get up and fix a small breakfast. If you If you go by and you visit that shut-in and you listen to what their days and their weeks have been like... Here's what you find. You find that it's been pretty pointless in so many ways. They're not really accomplishing much. And if you ever go visit a shut-in, you never leave that visit saying to yourself, Man, I look forward to that day when the doctors tell me I can't drive anymore, when the kids have taken my keys away, and I look forward to the day when, when a big moment is me taking the trash out to the dumpster, you don't ever leave a setting like that looking forward to those days of darkness or obscurity. You understand what I'm saying? To be able to live life is an amazing thing. To be able to behold the sunrise or the sunset It is an amazing thing to be able to accomplish much throughout this life. It is a wonderful thing. And as a person enjoys life, here is what we need to be reminded of, that days of darkness are coming. When you'll not be able to enjoy life the way that you once did. When you'll not be able to contribute in the manner in which you once did. And so as we read these words, as we consider these two verses, it's almost as though you can hear Solomon, though not using the exact words, it's almost as though you can hear Solomon making this kind of a plea to his readers, which would include us, and that would be this. Enjoy the days you've been given. And make the most... Of the days you have been given. Don't quit early. Don't quit too soon. Don't quit before you have to. Because here's what is true. You will have more than enough dark days in the future. You don't need to add to them now by decisions you're making to disengage from the society and the world that you are a part of. Now, I say all that, and I said in the beginning of the message that sometimes the, the, the verses are just very practical and we need to be reminded of them. I say all that for this reason. Think of the culture and the mindset that we are a part of today. And what does it appear as though everyone is looking forward to? It appears as though everyone, I know it's not true of everyone, but it appears as though Everyone is looking forward to the day they can quit. How soon can I quit? How soon can I call it an end? How soon can I retire? When can I start disengaging? When can I start pulling away? When can I start detaching myself from really having a point and a purpose to waking up and doing something every day? We are living in a day and we are living in a culture and we are living with a mindset all around us that the sooner we're able to quit, the happier we will be. That the sooner we're able to stop contributing, that is when life will really get fulfilling And bring us joy and happiness and contentment. And what Solomon said is this, is you need to remember. There will be plenty of days of darkness. You and I don't need to rush into it. I don't know if you've ever met people like this. I'm sure that most of you have. But they are the people who decide I'm going to live profitably and productively as long as I possibly can. A few weeks ago, I was at a hospital making a visit. I was walking down the hallway, and there was an older gentleman beside me. He made a comment to me. I made a comment to him. Come to find out he was a surgeon there in the hospital And he said, I turn 80 years old today. Now, I don't know that I'd want him to be my surgeon necessarily, but I'll tell you what I appreciated an 80-year-old individual who still had strength, who still had some energy, and when he could have stopped a long time ago, you know what he was doing? He was still getting up every day. He was still getting dressed. He was still going to the hospital. He was still making his rounds. He was still contributing because there was something about him that did not want to quit until he had to quit. I think of the testimony often about the father of Brother Bigham, who has been a part of our church in the past. And some of you may remember his story. Brother Bigham's dad, who is in his 90s now, is still pastoring a small country church because he does not want to quit. You go to Walmart and you see these people. I don't know why all of them are doing this, but they're there and they're working and you can tell. They're not exactly young and in the prime of life, but they're still getting up and they're still doing something and they're still accomplishing something. That's something to be admired. Because it's almost as though they realize hey, listen, I could either be doing this or I could be sitting at home doing absolutely nothing and contributing to no one and, and, and just sitting at home just growing old and feeble. There's not much life to that. I understand. Trust me, I understand that the years take their toll on our bodies. This past Monday, I went out and did some mowing with Nathan. I mowed five yards in three hours because he keeps a pretty steady pace, and I was worn out. And I said, Bud, I'm here to tell you, you don't want to be doing this when you're in your 40s. Get an education so that you don't have to do this, all right? I understand the body changes and I understand we grow weary. I understand we don't have the energy and the stamina that we once did. But what I am saying to us this morning is this is so many people quit long before they have to because they think and they believe that that's where some kind of satisfaction and fulfillment can be found. And Solomon said, you got to remember the days of darkness, they will be many and they will be pointless by way of content and by way of substance. Sitting around doing nothing, sitting around not contributing, sitting around not investing in others, it's really not as fulfilling and gratifying as people try to make it sound. And so this morning, here's what I'm going to ask you. Again, very simple, very practical, not very complex at all to understand. I just want to ask you to consider this question. Knowing that days of darkness are coming and knowing that there will be many of them, are you making the most of the days and the weeks and the months and the years that you've been given right now? Are you making the most of it? While you've got your health, while you've got your strength, while you've got your energy, while you have potential, while you have so much available to you, are you making the most of this life that you've been given? I'm just going to share with you one of my thoughts, one of my approaches to life. Consider this. Take it into account however you want, but Susie has heard me say this on many occasions. There is coming a day we'll not be able to do this. So let's do it while we have the chance. There's going to come a day when I'll not have the strength, when you'll not have the strength, when we'll not have the energy, when, when we'll not have the desire to do so many different things. I understand that that day is coming because I, I can remember that from the examples and the testimonies of others that I have seen. And so Susie has heard me say on many occasions, listen, there's coming a day we won't be able to, so let's do it now. So are we taking advantage of the days that God has given us right now. The strength, the health, the energy, everything afforded to us, are we making the most of it? Or might it be said that you've gotten sucked into this mentality, you've gotten sucked into this this attitude that says, boy, I can't wait to do nothing. just going to sit around the house all day. I'm just going to enjoy not ever leaving the house. I'm just going to enjoy not really being too productive. Have you got sucked into that mentality? Because if you have, I'd like to just remind you there will come a day when that will not be as fulfilling and as gratifying as you think it will be as you think it will be or as you think it is. Maybe at that point you'll wish you had the strength and energy to do more but you won't have it. And then you'll have to deal with the regret of not taking advantage of the life you were given. I just ask you this morning, are you taking advantage and making the most of the life you've been given? Or are you wasting it in days of darkness? in days of obscurity. If you're wasting it, know that it's pointless. There's not much substance to it and you need to start living as soon as possible. Let's all stand this morning and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Fathers, we come to you this morning. I pray that you would help us to consider this admonition of Solomon Lord, for him to remind us that there are days of darkness coming. And Lord, whether it be in old age, whether it be with just failed health at some stage in life, or even if we want to consider the subject of death and how that is a permanent darkness until the resurrection, God, I pray that you'd help us to see that there is so much life that needs to be lived that we really can't afford to stop until we are forced to do so. God, I pray that you'd help us to look ahead to the days when we'll not have the strength or the energy to do what we'd like to do and let that be a reminder to us to just get up and do what needs to be done, what we'd like to get done. Lord, so that when those days of darkness come, we don't have to deal with a lot of regret of wasted days. God, I pray that you'd help us to be productive, that you'd help us to be useful, that you'd help us to be contributors. And, God, that we would take full advantage of this life you've given us. I pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.